Welcome to Car Talk, Tuesday show with Ed, Scotty Doe, Alum, and me, Matty J. What is happening, gentlemen? Hopefully, you are doing well this week. Hello, Matthew, Alum. Hello, Matty. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. We're having a little chat before the show because I said, why do you call Scott Scotty Doe? Yes. And you were like, it's from Austin Powers when Dr. Evil's like, Scotty Doe, Scotty Doe, Scotty Doe. <laughs> and I said, well, I think it's, he's saying Scotty don't. Like, that's his abbreviation for don't. Like, Scotty don't do something. Yeah, fair enough. I'm well, not 100% on that. I've thought, I haven't seen those films in years. I've, I've probably got to go back and watch them. Um, I wouldn't mind, actually. When we're allowed out, let's do that. Or we can, we can Zoom watch in sync one night or something. That'd be funny. Is I can just see Scott every time Scott comes on the screen, be like, "Oh God!" Lazy <laughs> <laughs> psycho. Well, I mean, it's like it's like the song from Euro Trip. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> How does that go? I want to sing, sing that. <laughs> sing me the tune of that. No. <laughs> just type Scotty doesn't know on YouTube, and the song will come up. Who's in Euro Trip? Because I'm thinking of actors, road trip. actors I've never even heard of. It's a two. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's another one of those two thousand stoner movies. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, There's a few of those like, getting around at the time. But like, I, I like those movies. So like, they 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 were so politically incorrect that they these movies could be made now, could they, Scotty? Nah. <laughs> well, I'm just having a look now. It was made in two thousand and four. There you go. There you go. Nice. Any nice actors time. that we know, Ed? Uh, I mean, um, Scotty. Nope. Yeah, what are the who are the actors in it? I don't know. Like I've never heard of them. D D grade or E grade actors. Well, at least they're better than us as E grade celebrities. <laughs> yeah, we're nothing. The only time we're on TV is right now on Zoom. No one can see that. Correct. Correct. Well, supposedly Matt Damon makes an appearance on it. Matt Damon. The rest of them I've never even heard of. I don't even know. I, do you guys think that Matt Damon's become a better actor now than he used to be? Like, I actually like watching him on films. Like, th- there was a stage where I just didn't like him at all. I I think he has, yeah. Well, you're saying he's better now. Yeah. You're saying he wasn't good no. in The Departed? No, no, I'll, <laughs> no, Leonardo DiCaprio's in The Departed, or was he in it as well? I mean, he that's... is as well, and so is Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that's okay. when they were younger gentlemen. Well, uh, yeah. younger than they are now, obviously, but not that I much. I really younger. liked Matt Damon in um, uh, Goodwill Hunting. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? Good, great, oh. great film. Good film. Yeah, that's a good movie. I, I recommend Rob Williams, Ben Affleck, good um, Matt Damon, and Mini Driver. Hello, baby. Um, I remember he was in the remake of the movie True Grit. I thought he was alright in that, and then um, I've. I've seen, seen him in a few other things, but uh, I, I, again, like he was in uh, last year's uh, Ford vs Ferrari, which I thought he would. He, I thought he did Carol Shelby he very was good well. In that. Yeah, I really liked him in that. And what about the Bourne movies? Do we like all those action bang bang Bourne movies? Yeah, yeah. I like them. I, I've enjoyed them. I do like them. Um, some are better than others, but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with them. They all got a bit. I do like them, but they they all got a bit same samey. You know, mm. sort of like you saw Wayne. Oh, okay, I've seen all this before. You know. Yeah. Same story. Yeah. Hey, guys, just hang on a second. And we're back. Uh, sorry, I just uh, had a visit from my from my old man. He's, he's saying hi. Um, he says hi to you all. <laughs> hi, Simon. Hi. 
<laughs> Why don't you get him on the show? Why doesn't he come on? Because he, he thinks all... it's a waste of time. Yeah, this is true. Um, <laughs> it might be all about Mercedes, that whole show. It's my kind of show, actually. Mercedes number one car. Number exactly, one. that's all he said. <laughs> you ask him a question, every answer is just that. German quality, Mercedes number one. It's like, yeah, um, look, Simon, we're actually talking about the VN Commodore launch in 88 at the moment. I don't care. Mercedes number one, 1988. Yeah. <laughs> always, always links back to the Well, look, he, uh, he, he wouldn't be wrong, though, because, you know, W124, as you know. Well, exactly. And might I add, that car that I came up with on Car Talks, the Sunday program, you know, my oh. car of the week, 375,000K, bang, that was gone the next day. Someone snapped that up for 9,800 or whatever it was. Man schnee schnappy and got it really good. They said, we're in a pandemic, this is the car for me. Virus proof. Well, it is. It, it's a freaking vault. Mm. Mm. Um, hey, Alan, how you doing? I'm doing okay, could be doing better. I do feel like the world's against me. You know, What's happened, um, Alan? So, uh, a lovely musical artist, or musical group technically, uh, the NWA released a song back in the day, uh, <laughs> labelled uh, "Fuck the Police," oh, and yes. one of the one of the verses was, um, "A young N-word got it bad because I'm brown," and yeah. and that's how I feel. The world's world's you know, as a brown man myself, sometimes I think never a true word has been spoken. It's um, <laughs> you know, just as a man trying to buy a car, you know, you would think that. I'm not expecting, you know, like a coffee to be made and to be sat down and coddled or anything. I just expect people to, you know, respect you and contact you and, you know, get your deposit and stuff because you're trying to give them money. What's um, happened now? What, tell, so, talk us through this. What's happened? So this is part two of the no one wants to sell Alum a WRX STI. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, tell us, Alum, about part two. Qu'est-ce que c'est part two? So... <clears throat> Uh, I uh, obviously missed the uh, June 30 date um, because uh, obviously no one had any cars available. Um, and uh, I kind of got demoralized from there and thought, you know, we'll get the car when we get the car. Obviously, we, don't, we need the car to be kind of here before the end of the year if we're to claim it as an asset and, you know, get that yes, nice yes. tax discount. Um, so I enlisted the sources of company i'm not gonna name them um and basically they uh do a similar thing where they try and get you the best rate for your for the car that you wish to purchase um and is that I, company possibly but i can't name this company <laughs> until the deal's done okay okay just yeah, just yeah. for everyone's uh you know yes yes for, anyway, uh... so we end up uh running some tenders as they say putting some tenders out for mm. car um super dealerships once again it's supposed to be a 2020 WRX STI Premium, um, mm-hmm. which retails for, I think, 63400 mm-hmm. um, And we end up getting, allegedly, a few days, I think a day later, a reply for 61275 drive away. What does it Pretty retail good. for? 63400 ish Okay, right, yeah. Which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but apparently, according to them, they're only usually getting about a thousand dollars off each car, and this is a ordered in car rather than a there's already stock in the lot. You know, yeah, you're picking yeah. something up, which so, you know is true. You know, there's not a lot of stock sitting around, obviously. Yeah. So I um happily agree and at least sign off a contract with the brokerage company 
And they say, and this was like, I think Thursday-ish. And they say somebody will contact you Friday, but most likely Monday. It, you know, it might be Friday. And I was like, well, oh, that's good. I've signed off. You know, I'm ready to buy. Um, I get nothing on Friday. And then on Saturday, I get some messages from um, a gentleman from Subaru Docklands. Yeah. Um, also, Miss Cawley said, are you two still interested in buying, you know, a direct STI? And because the uh, brokerage service doesn't let you know which Subaru you're dealing with until the Subaru contacts you, because I think no. they don't want people, you know, undercutting them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I assumed maybe it was from the brokerage service. And so I contact the guy and he starts telling me about not the Subaru I've ordered, but instead a, an R-Spec STI, which is the one rank above. And I think it's about four grand more only because it's got Recaro seats, which I'm not particularly interested in. Um, and it's in dark gray. So not the color I'm interested in either, but it what is ready to go. You're talking blue, aren't you? Yes. So I wanted the World Rally blue, no spoiler, ideally, because... You know, I just think the spoil looks a bit ganky on these this model year. Um, anyway, he's got one ready to go. And, you know, I was like, well, I guess you're not the Subaru dealership that's supposed to be contacting me, but okay. Uh, can we work something out? I explained to him my situation. I explained that I already signed a contract and I may kind of be due some fees if I exit the contract without actually buying the car. Yeah. Um, and from what he said in no uncertain terms was basically... We will give you this R spec, which is priced at about sixty-seven thousand something hundred, um, for basically what you were going to pay for the new STI, the premium. So for basically sixty-one two seventy-five, and uh, we'll also take off a bit more for any fees that you might incur um, yeah. as part of you know breaking the contract. So basically, for sixty thousand and some change, I was allegedly going to get this R spec. Is it the brand a brand new car also twenty twenty? Yes, build? it's it's got nineteen kilometers on. I think just the delivery kilometers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Um, and you know, it's not the color I wanted, but uh, your boy loves a deal. You know, <laughs> I have a philosophy of never paying retail for anything, because <laughs> um, that's how you got to hustle. So I I start having to think about it. I go downstairs, you know, have a chat, and um, basically he said, if you're serious about it, just come in, have a chat to us. Uh, that was the main thing. And, you know, I'm I'm getting stuff ready, you know. I thought, well, since Suru hasn't contacted me with the other deal, what's the harm at least having a chat? Yeah. Basically, within, I think, an hour or something, he sends me a text back saying, sorry, I heard you've actually had an order placed in. I can't talk to you about this deal anymore. Sorry for any inconvenience. And I was like, what? what? What's what? going on? So I, Hang on. Yeah. Now I want it. Now yeah. I want it. <laughs> so I gave him a call. I'm like, can you explain what's happening? He's like, well, basically... Because you've contracted with this other company, mm. they, I'd, I'd imagine, have some kind of non-compete uh, Yeah, agreement. they would have an agreement or something, yeah. Uh, because, so what it seems like, what I understood initially was, it was going to be some Subaru dealership that was going to deliver me this car to my door. What I now seem to understand is, it doesn't matter which dealership kind of sells me the car, it's probably going to be Subaru Docklands that ends up, quote-unquote, delivering the car. Um, even though that's still not clear, it's just he then obviously can't do the deal with me with this car, which I'm quite disappointed about because I'd rather have the car now because I'd rather the uh, the car I've ordered or haven't well, actually ordered yet, but allegedly it's been ordered. I have to wait till the end of October, mm-hmm. um, and I want it now. <laughs> if you can cancel it, see if you can get out of that and go buy this one. Um, I just I, it's the only issue I have is if I cancel it, 
and then have to owe their money and then I not be able to get the deal from Subaru. I'd rather have the deal in hand and then be able to cancel if you know what I mean. Well, can they offer that to you or they can't? Well, until I'm while I'm in the contract, they can't offer me that deal. So I could be shifty and send my dad there and have my dad do the deal and then back out of the deal myself. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a lot of effort. And he, obviously, being an old Indian man, is not down to do shifty things. He He's yeah. very serious about, you know, not breaking contracts and being loyal. And I was like, but they're profiting off us. Um, so basically, the gentleman at Subaru can't deal with me while I've got the contract in place. The only problem is, I was told I'd be contacted at the latest by Monday. It is now Tuesday night. Nobody at Subaru has contacted me. Uh, I'd be to, going back to the company you know, that you've engaged and saying, hey. I contacted, you know? the, I contacted them yesterday evening, and they're like, oh, just he should be able to contact you by tomorrow. So, again, just I don't know. Do people not want my money? That's, you know. <laughs> I just um, it's always I don't know as much as as much as a lot of people don't like going into car dealerships and like going through these third parties I just find it's always better to walk in credit card in hand hey I'm here to buy a car this is what I want this is what I want to pay can you get it to me yes no I'm prepared to walk I'm prepared to go elsewhere you know that gets a much better result mm. you get much better service and much better result when when you you do that you know, yeah. test piloting, or you go through these other parties. There's just not that. It's like it's like if I if someone rang up when I was working in BMW, right? Someone rang up and said, "Mate, I'm ready to buy on the phone. I want you. I want your best price on a five two eight IM Sport in white with a sunroof." You know, for example. And it's like if I give you the best price over the phone, you're gonna just go to the next dealer and or say, "Oh, thanks very much. See you later," and just go down to the next deal and buy it where you're gonna buy it anyway. So yeah. If I walk, and I'd explain to them. I'd say, "Look, if I walk into my sales manager." And say, say we had a car in stock. I said, oh, what's our best price on that 5208i? He's going to, first question I'd get, where's the customer? Mm. If I say on the phone, he's like, yeah, forget about it. We're not, we're not talking. They're not here. They're not serious. Like mm. if they're sitting in front of you, pen ready, credit card ready, that's when you'll get that engagement and that, and that those deals being thrown at you. And, you know, that, that's the best ammunition you've got. The, the primary issue with that right now, it is, you We're can't. not allowed out. Well, exactly. Especially yeah. more recently when, you know, specifically one of my son was one of the first ones to be locked down again. Yeah, so yeah. trying to get out of there just yeah, to do some I deals, it's, it's difficult. And, I, you know, again, I'm not here shopping between a few different cars either. It's yeah, just I'm after one specific car. Even um, when I earlier contacted before the, uh, the 30th of June, when I was trying to contact the guy, they're just like, look, it's, it's an ordered car. We can't do anything about the price. Just it seemed yeah. like they really didn't give a shit, and I'm I'm not a person that expects once again to be kind of treated like I'm you know royalty or anything. I'm just trying to do a deal. Just give me some paperwork. I'll sign the paperwork. I'll give you a deposit. But even that's like it, it's a I would say what a 15 minute process, maybe half an hour to make a phone call, get these details, get the credit card, and do that, and then at least gives me kind of certainty that I have actually had some kind of contract with the dealership to order yeah. this car in. Because as I was informed by um, the brokerage company, if I miss this date of delivery, the next delivery date is at the end of the year. And there is no guarantee, once again, that I'll even get it before the end of the year. So if there's any kind of delays, if there's any sort of delay, yeah, if there's any delay, then the car isn't delivered on time and we don't get to, once again, um, 
deduct that from our, you know, as an asset. So just, I don't know. So can I you come up there? Hey, I'm keen. I want the car at that price. I will come and put a deposit right now and cancel on your other contract. I don't understand when you told him that you, you already bought a car under a contract already. Or did, did you tell him that previously? Cause you said, yes, you said, I did. I, I said initially, I said, I've contracted. Are you part of that? And he's like, no, we're not. I said, okay, well, this is the contract I have. And it says, it stipulates, I may have to reimburse them up to $500. I have to possibly reimburse for $500 if I don't go through with the deal. So, you know, can you compensate for that? And he's like, yes, if you're willing to come in and get a, make a deal, we'll be able to probably get you, basically, have you made whole in that kind of price range. Yeah. Um, and then he immediately turns around and is like, no, we can't do that. Sorry, you've already contracted. And I'm like, why are you yeah. going to tease me? Just... Yeah, once again, well, I didn't contact him can, until. Can you call the company tomorrow and say, "Hey, I want out. Uh, no one's called me. This is bullshit." Just like uh, yeah. you know, uh, kick up a stink, hang up, call them, say, "Look, I've backed out of the contract. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I've got cash. Let's do it." Yeah, I um, that's that's the plan. So I'm gonna wait probably till tomorrow late afternoon just to finally give the uh, the dealership a chance to contact me, and yeah. then at that point, yeah, I want to put my foot down because, again, I. <sighs> I'm not trying to do anything I would say extravagant. I just I did try to get a little bit lower a reduced price on a car, which I think is a fair thing to do considering dealer delivery is two grand for a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um so I you know, I'm not trying to, you know, buy a sixty three grand car for like forty grand or anything. I'm just just trying to buy a damn car and no one really wants to deal with me and I'm like, is it I can't even say, you know, I'm joking around about the, you know, the brown man having it difficult. They don't know what color I am. I sound probably the same as any other Joe Blow Australian. Um, I just, I don't know. It feels weird. Well, I, th- I think, I think do that tomorrow, Alan. I think just, just go in there hardcore and say, look, I've waited and I've waited and I've waited. You know, no one's contacted me. This is ridiculous. I want, I say, I want, I want my bloody car. You know, you know help me out. I want the deals off. Um, see you later, and then say, then call back super. Say, look, deals deals off. Uh, I want I want that car for the price you mentioned, and, I, and I'm happy to pay now. And I'll come and you know, uh, well, you'd probably get a cab there because I don't think you'd be allowed to drive. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where where you just need to be like you know, you know, you got to put your your size twenties on and pretty much just go in there hardcore. Yeah, I think it's it's good. It's a weird thing to me, though. Just the whole... I, I've always seen, you know... Again, I, we haven't bought too many new cars in our time. I think my family's only ever bought two so far. Um, it's it's never seemed this difficult. Um, uh, maybe it's, again, maybe it's, as you said, going into the dealership and talking. I think it's because, yeah, that you, you, you've got a middleman. It's a bit like, you know, just whispers, you know, there's the, you're going through this sort of middle funnel, which is annoying. Like, like we used to get contacted as a dealer, you know, I'd get contacted by lease companies. Oh, we've got a client that wants a, a this with a this with a this, and they'd try and sort of source the car on your behalf. But, you know, and the clients are sort of like, like your scenario, okay, don't want to go into a showroom or whatever. Normally, I mean, now it's because, okay, we shouldn't go out, but back then it's because you didn't, well, you know, idea of it. But the leasing companies, you know, would act all that, that like they were at like smart lease or, or um, novated lease companies would sort of be their one-stop shop for these people. But they don't know what stock we've got. They don't know the exact options on the car. They don't know that we've just released a limited edition that's got some different accessories for the same price. You're like, so you're kind of dealing with people 
in that situation who don't really know. They're relying on their dealership contacts to feed them the right info. So if you just cut out that middleman, you know, do your own homework. Um, like, and you've already done the hard part. You know what you want. Like, that's the hardest part. What the hell car do I buy? Do I manual, auto, blue, black, gray, Subaru, Toyota, Mazda, you know? But if you, if you hone it to that level, then it's literally just who's got it? Where is it? Is it in stock? Here's my credit card and here's the number I want to pay within reason, you know? And that mm. to me has always gotten the best result. Um, and I, I credit guess... card, you know, I need, you know, the, the best ammunition that I had as a sales consultant to get you a great deal is A, know what you want and B, be ready to buy. Those are the, that is the best ammo I've got. Because if you're sitting at my desk, we will not let you go if we can do a deal. If we just can't and you're wanting, like you said, a, a 60 grand car for 40 grand, okay, it's not going to happen. But if there's even a sniff of a deal, you know, whether it be, whether it be a monthly payment on finance or whether it be an outright driveway figure or whether it be about getting the right money for your trade, we would work like dogs to try and make that deal happen. We do not let anyone walk out of that showroom if we've, unless we've exhausted every avenue, you know. So yeah. that's the best demo, you know. And commitment, be ready to commit. If you're ready to sign a contract and be ready to commit, we will bend over backwards to try and make that work. Yeah, I think the the idea of not being in person and yeah, the coronavirus restrictions is kind of most likely to blame for my issues. It's just I don't know. I can't help but feel over even over the phone. Like I said, I initially also spoke to Super Docklands myself. Yeah. Um, they uh, they gave me the air of not giving a shit, and this is multiple times. There was a white car that was also available on car sales that said it was available brand new in Docklands. So I called him up and he's like, "Well, one, it's a demo," and I said, "Okay, you don't exactly want a demo, but." What can you do on it? And he said, he, his words, he's like, it's the driveway price, 63. And I said, that's exactly the price for a new one. And yet well, this car's got... Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he said to me, exactly. He's like, do, if you want to do it, do it right. Buy the blue one, order it in. I was like, do you not want a deal, sir? Just... <laughs> is it just Subaru that likes to do this? Or is it... I don't know. Maybe it's me. I think it's Maybe just there are good and bad people everywhere and you might not have got the right operator. Yeah. Well, it's harder um, to a middleman, you know, it is, it is a bit yeah. harder. Yeah. But I've had no luck going myself as well. So far, at least we'll hey, see what happens tomorrow. I'll, I'll bloody help you get one. Let's go. I appreciate that. Ed. It just, <laughs> I just imagine it'd be a lot easier when you're buying, you know, the ideas are like buying a used car, that kind of thing. You're also looking for the right car. Not every single car is worth the same, at least with a new car, you know, these cars are all worth 63. Mm. Um, I was yeah. expecting those kind of things to give me a bit of ease, but it just, yeah, it seems a bit difficult. So hopefully I'll get some good news tomorrow and then I'll be able to report back to the Sunday kickback. Otherwise, good to hearing an update. Otherwise it will be an even sadder realm telling you on Sunday kickback that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, nothing's, uh, nothing's happening. We don't want a sadder realm. We don't want that. Uh, but, it's it's difficult sometimes. That's well, all I fingers think. crossed for you. Um, I'm happy to to be the token white guy and help you out with buying that car if, if you need if you need a white guy stand in. I'm, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I might um, need one. I think. <laughs> Speaking of dealerships, Edward, in your yeah. time at BMW, you were mentioning before the show you met uh, John Burgess, who was quite a. Uh, I did meet John Burgess. Quite yeah. a famous Australian. He came in. Um, to look at a couple of cars over a couple of years, you know, I don't think we ended up selling him one uh, at the time, but yeah, I dealt with him a couple of times, you know, looking at this and that and doing a few test drives. 
We were saying before the show, he was, uh, of course, Wheel of Fortune, you know, Baby John. I don't know why they call him Baby John, but maybe because he, he was sort of baby-faced, albeit with a giant moustache. You know who he looks like? He looks like Nigel Mansell. I don't really know what Nigel Mansell looks like. Had a stash, tall white guy. <laughs> I've just been sent, this is live live as we speak, I've just been sent a 1 to 43 scale New South Wales police spec Mitsubishi Pajero model but it's in burgundy, not white. Why would it be in burgundy when every cop car is white? So you want your yeah, Well, I haven't ordered it, but I've just been sent this, and I'm wondering why you have that in burgundy as a model. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's $98. It's quite expensive. But you know what? If it was in white, God damn it, I'd be buying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about your hand? What about your elbow? Love me. I love me. A cop spec Pajero. <laughs> So you've done with Baby John. Did you did you deal with any other famous people at your time at BMW in Melbourne? Obviously, with the, yeah, the higher end of Baby John. Um, we had I sold a car to Hamish Blake. All right, um, back in the day. Yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. He had an X Six for a while. Um, What's he like as a as was, like just normal person? Oh, just like just like he's on TV, funny, genuine. Like I was, <laughs> I remember giving him the, the rundown on the car. You know, the walk around, and we um. I said, do you want to look under the bonnet, Hamish? She's like, oh, sure. Like as if he <laughs> knows nothing about cars, you know, and he, and he really didn't know much about cars. So we lifted up the bonnet and I said, um, yeah, so you got four litres and, uh, you know, a couple of turbos under there. And he goes, oh, all those, all those turbos. How about that, huh? You know, like he's just, he's very natural and very, uh, very funny uh, and very quick. So we had a good handover and yeah, he was, he was all, all happy with it. But he bought one of the early X6s, and he's actually whinged about this on 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 his show with Andy Lee at the time on radio, because it was the very early X6, which was a four-seater. Um, the fifth seat wasn't even an option in the early cars, and then they made it an option, which everyone optioned, because it was, you know, Emily's coming and buying this, or your know, husband would say, oh, yeah, love the look of the X6, that's hot, that's hot. But he's got three kids, you know, you, you can't fit. You need know, four people in it. It was really restrictive. So, yes, in the end, um, they made the fifth seat in the middle in the back standard. But Hamish's car was an early car, twin turbo diesel with, no, with only four seats. And, yeah, I remember Andy Lee, they were talking about cars once on the on air, and, and he's like, you bought a luxury car and it only had four seats, you know, like an SUV. I'm like, what's with that, you know? And, um, yeah, that was that car. Uh, who else famous has come into the dealership? Megan Gale. I um, had a chat to Megan Gale once. Um, with her footballer husband from Richmond. I think they're still together. Um, so that was entertaining. That, again, they didn't buy a car. They ended up buying a Range Rover, but, you know, we had a good interaction there. I actually got her autograph. Oh, um, right. Because my friend, I, I, well, before lockdown and everything, I usually go to a friend's place for dinner on a Monday night, and we had, like, this sort of pseudo wall of fame. So I had, um, oh, Sean McAuliffe was another one. I sold his wife a car. And so I got Sean McAuliffe's autograph and then I had Megan Gale next to Sean McAuliffe and I was just building this wall of this wall of little sign autographs for my friend's dinner. Funny. Was she down to earth, Megan Gale? Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah, really easy. Yep. Um, so yeah, they, they all were. You know, none of those celebrities were, were pretentious or, you know, not good to do. Rob Sitch used to come in, I think, and get his Beamer service. I think he had an E46 coupe. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been handfuls. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Shop stickers. 
Welcome back. So we've had Alum's bit of a bit of an update. Uh, any other car updates before we move on, guys? Yeah, I got a quick one. Yeah, Scotty, hit us. So you know, I got the rims and stuff put on the sky on the R thirty one. Well, turns out one of the you know stems, so we can obviously put air into it. Mm-hmm. So they a lot of them. Uh, I think it was on two of them or something. The rubbers are fairly perished. Well, one of them's that perished that the tire's flat now. <laughs> oh, so I'll dang. have to unscrew that out, and I'll. I don't know. I should be able to find a rubber or something from Bunnings to put in there as a seal. Did, did, in there, really. did, didn't they change it when they changed the tire? Put the tire on there, or? Well, the guy said he tightened up as much as he could, and he said it might have a slow leak. So. Okay. I was like, okay, hopefully it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> then I ordered I some. You're supposed to get new valve stems when you get new tires. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I assumed. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to do it. Cheap bastard. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm sure I could fix it myself anyway. I guess it just looks like like a rubber seal kind of sits in there. I'm sure I'll find something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I ordered some new studs. And they're sold out, so I got a refund. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not uh, having a good run. Not, not as bad as Alan, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very few are as bad as Alan. <laughs> um, Matthew, I've got a question for you. Today at lunchtime, I tried to put the, um, you know, aerial grommet. I got one from a wrecker for the 190 diesel. The diesel. Diesel. And couldn't get it to fit in the panel, like either pushing it from the top down or from the bottom up, you know, from inside oh. the boot. I just couldn't get it through that hole to make it seat, you know, and I thought this is like going to end up bending the panel. Like I'm not, there's something not right here, but I, I got that off a 190, the Reco, and, and I can't remember either how I got it off. Or, yeah, I just you unscrew the actual, um, the middle part of the antenna for, for that to come loose so you can put it over the top? Oh, we put the whole... We went in through the boot and pulled down the whole aerial, like, right uh, out of the hole. I got you. Um, so did that, and then, yeah, put the thing over it and to go to go back in the hole, and it's like, mm, no work, no luck. Mm. Obviously a very tight fit, but I didn't want to bust anything. And we ended up mangling the grommet thing a bit by trying to do it. Anyway, well, so that was my frustrating lunchtime. We'll have to have a sauce. We'll have to have a sauce at that. Mm. Yeah, uh, with me, good. absolutely nothing as per normal. Um, I uh, drove the Forester to work today because I've been, as you know, I've been running my pushy to work. Been yeah, it's been fine. Well, I haven't driven it pretty much all week, and well, no, it's, it's been it's been over a week now since I since I've driven it because obviously ISO life, and it's um it took it was like took took it didn't it took a little bit longer than it, than it should have, but um yeah no it's all good though all good. Took it for a bit of a run, and then now it's now she's sweet. Um, yeah. let's move on to uh, the topic for tonight. So the topic for tonight, guys, is car mods that are accepted and car mods that aren't accepted at the present time. So what do you think? Excuse me. What do you think um, is is an acceptable inverted commas mod, or what is not an accepted mod? And now, or, or no, just clarify acceptable in whose eyes? Inverted, the car community inverted commas uh, okay. because 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 everybody in the car community has uh, got an opinion um, but you know uh, 
what are the just the, the standard do's and don'ts really like? Well, don't what, have a fart can exhaust, particularly <laughs> on a four cylinder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Would you I consider? Think... Go, no? sorry, go. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say on an old car that had points and condenser ignition system. I think to modify that to an electronic ignition is just sensible and smart and no one would ever whinge about that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and, and that's a common thing. And you can't even tell anyway because it, goes, it hides under the, the, the distributor cap anyway. Exactly. So. You'd never know. It's just a, that's a no-brainer to me. Um, and, you know, things like having your head converted to unleaded hardened valve seats for an older leaded car, you know, if you're rebuilding the motor or rebuilding the head anyway, will you get that done? It makes sense. Fine. That's it. That's where I stop. You know me. I like originality. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend Adam with, with the Charger, who you met uh, on the Sunday show, uh, Eduardo. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And Scotty, Scotty and Alan both know Adam with the Charger. He, um, well, he took it into my mechanic and he's like, look, I want to just try to keep it as original as possible. And the mechanic looked at him and he just pointed to the box of a header, like electronic ignition box. He's like, well, that's not original, is it? He's like, no, but that helps the car run better. <laughs> yeah. So... He's, he's always like, yeah, it's a good thing that you got that in there because you know it's it's an older car and they don't like to mm. don't like to run sometimes. So so that's so that's been that's been pretty flawless for him. But I mean, Edward, you're you're very strict non modification. But see, the thing is with Forbies, modifications are really accepted. It's it's weird how that works because yeah. I guess like accessories are definitely. Well, I know for sure because, you know, when people look for to, to buy four-wheel drive, it's weird because, like, cars with modifications, usually the value plummets. Four-wheel drives yeah. are mods, the values go up because it's got, like, you know, yeah, yeah, kits yeah. and, and all, all yeah. that stuff, which is, which is which is weird but also int- intriguing because it's like, well, that's accepted more in that community because, oh, it's a, it's a, it's it's a rough because it's, it's, it's got a use, you know, like those things – actually benefit you off-road like like in my pajero okay it's got an aftermarket bull bar and spotlights and winch and yes it's got a tow bar which is a factory thing but um when the suspension needs replacing on that you know i'll put the bilstein that i love shock absorbers in it and i'll put better springs in it because they're better than the factory ones you know they're they're a better quality you know the factory ones are built to a price to an to a bit and so i would I would be happy to modify something like that, but I wouldn't go jacking it up four inches off the ground because then you've got issues with drive shafts and braking and steering and suspension and you know, all that stuff. It gets a bit messy. But there are certain things that, that help your life, like a bull bar and spotlights and a slightly raised and better ride, you know. So, so would, you go, for that car. would you go for like a two-inch lift on it? Yeah, that's as high as... I mean, that's that's the pretty much the, the run-of-the-mill common lift that most people would do without affecting anything else drastically. Um, it's, it's kind of your safe level of lift. As soon as you start going three, four, it, that's getting pretty big lift and you really have to start modifying a lot of other stuff. And then you're sitting a lot higher. You know, you, your centre of gravity is a lot higher and it doesn't, doesn't behave like the manufacturers intended it to behave. It might get you over a log that's a bit fatter, but yeah. You, there's a lot of other compromises. Whereas a two-inch lift, you're really not compromising anything else about the drive of the car with that. That's my take on it. Um, you guys seen uh, people in full drives that got like massive, like ten-inch lifts, or well, probably not that big, but like they they disconnect the the sway bar. So when they come around corners, they're on yeah. three wheels. 
yeah. You guys see, like, there was a guy, the guys um, around here that do it all the time around, around the, the big roundabout near my place, and you see him, oh, oh, like on three wheels and just just going. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, this guy's gonna die. He's gonna he's gonna fall over. But apparently, it's the, apparently that's a thing. I have heard of disconnecting sway bars. What about on a like replacing speakers? You know, on audio systems, I'm all right with that. You know, as long as it doesn't eat into the factory dash console or whatever. You know, that's because most manufacturer speakers are cheap and crappy. Like they they built that they do that to a price most of the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm good with that. I only like tinted windows. We've had this discussion on Japanese cars or. What was my ruling? Remember we came up with my rule as to when I like tint and when oh, I don't like tint? Here, boys. Here's this one. Scrolling on. 300 CE W124. Like no Edward Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a coupe. He reckons no tint. No tint. It Why not? It the car. It, it makes it look cheaper and less prestigious by putting tint on it, in my eyes. You know, um, just like lowering it, just like putting clear indicators, just like putting... Hammer, AMG hammer fake wheels on it or whatever. It it cheapens the car. You know, that car was... Yeah, it just makes it look like a backyard hack job car. Whereas on a on a Japanese car, like on a, on my Pajero that's got tinted windows, I'm quite happy to have them tinted because it, it makes it look a bit better, I think, because it's a plain white car. Hmm. But what about the overall utility of the tint? Don't care. It's all about the look for me. <laughs> I don't care about the sun protection of it or the, the anti-cancer council screening of it. It's it's just, I would never put it on that Ben's Cooper line. It just looks look, good. I'm just saying, look, I'm a man that's got melanin for days. I get in the sun, I just get a bit darker. It's not a big deal yeah, to me. Yeah, you're fine. But uh, you gentlemen, you know, you hasty, uh, hasty. yeah, get uh, quite the risk of uh, them UV rays. Yeah. Well, uh, had a car so, without tint and it's horrible. Yeah, it gets, it gets hotter. It's, it's ridiculously it hot in there. And, you know, just so you on utility alone, I feel on utility alone, tint should be a pass. Uh, illegal tint, you know, something too dark or yeah. like limo tint because you're clearly doing something, you know, uh, molesty or something in the backseat of your car. Like, I can't agree with. But, you know, just general kind of comfortable UV protection tint. I think that's I fine. Think, I think also the point on tint, it if it was on, if it's on a car that had that as a factory option, you know, like at the time, you know, then it doesn't look out of place. Like on a car from the nineties or two thousands or on, you know, that's fine. But on a car from the eighties or the seventies or the sixties that never had tint to that level, that look, I mean, yeah. okay, I mean, some did of course, but in seventies they did too. They had that horrible purple tint in the seventies, but like on my mini from the sixties, if I was to tint the windows dark on that, it just looks wrong because they never came out with tint. That wasn't even a thing back then. But, and you that's know, fair enough. Like if I saw like a classic, you know, Mustang wrong. or a old Falcon or something yeah, with tinted windows, yeah. maybe I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. But I'd say any like if you draw the line at the eighties, like midish eighties, I don't know. I feel that's acceptable. Well, I'd be, be I'd be better with an eighties Japanese car. Like if it was an eighties yeah. Mazda six two six and you had it had tint, I'm sort of okay with that. But an 80s Merc with tint, wrong. Looks wrong. It could just imply you're a drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. Achievement. Well, I it. think that's okay. It's not achievement. That's the heritage of these cars. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like putting, it's like putting chrome arch molds on a Benz from the 80s, chrome wheel arch molds. It's like, no, 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 too blingy, too. It looks, makes it look cheap. 
I like how he, he's like Loki having a shot at my car right now. It's he's, he's like hammer wheels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are things yeah, on the car that I wouldn't do to my own car, you know, but that's, that's, that's your choice. Backyard hack job. Yeah, yeah. Backyard um, hack job. <laughs> Sorry, it's harsh. I know, that sounds really harsh. <laughs> Okay, what other mods do you like, Maddie? Well, I like I like a sound system. As I said, I'm always a fan of a sound system, and that just doesn't mean speakers. That means like you know, like a good head unit that that's modern. Like for example, that like you got Bluetooth in, you can make phone calls. Makes it comes in handy. It makes life a lot easier. Ever since put ever since um, having the the one in the in the Forester with the Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, it's it's it legit changed my driving experience. Like I, as a daily car, I wouldn't. You know, I don't know what I'd do without it now because it's 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 got my nav console, it's got all my apps that I need. I can answer calls, I can just I can reply to messages. I don't have to, and I don't even have to. My hands don't have to come off the steering wheel. Like it makes life so much easier. And I think I think upgrading that that stereo made made that car so much more livable, uh, easy to live with on a day to day basis, especially with modern technology. You know, yeah, I don't agree with the amps. What was that? What about subs and amps? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, for, as, as long as it's, um, you know, well, it has to be in a spot that's not taking up too much space. So, like, for example, yeah, in, like if you if you've lost your entire boot space due to the fact that you've got you know, <laughs> like three subs and it's <laughs> sliding around in the back in the sub <laughs> box. Not <laughs> oh, good. Um, Hang on, Matt. <laughs> didn't you have that in the laser? Didn't you have a giant sub in the boot? Yeah, but it's 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 Velcroed, so you can remove it and put it back oh, when you whenever you need it. Okay. Yeah, it means you can't really use the boot, but yeah. No, um, I, 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 can still, I still can. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, I, I've, I've got, I've got an interesting story there. about subs and boots. Um, a gentleman we went to high school with, uh, Christoph. He, um, he, uh, as his first car, got uh, an Eco. No, that's not Eco. Just a E-Gas Falcon. I think yeah. it was a VA, correct? It was, yeah. Um. And uh, he was quite proud of that thing, and I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I bought uh, an FG, not an FG, sorry, a BF EGAS after him, so, you know, I could respect that. But I noticed, because uh, I had a few rides in that car, um, in the boot he had a sub, and there was still relatively good amount of space left in the boot. What I didn't realize until I bought my own was, he took out the spare tire. Because <laughs> in the EGASs, the spare tire area is actually taken up by a gas cylinder, the, the round yeah, donut not- tank. It's a donut, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the spare tires actually had to be put in the boot itself. Um, on the side, it's like on yeah. the side or something, yeah. And it's it's just screwed from the top. My car's always had that. Now my dad drives it. He we've left a tire in there. That's fine because you know if you have a flat, you don't want to change that. He decided that a sub was far more important. And no spare at all. No, he was running <laughs> spareless, but he had the sub, and uh, you know, granted, I only ever rode in that car from like the school to Macus to the library. So it wasn't a big deal. But, um, you know, it was a brave gentleman doing that. I'm 99% sure they didn't have like one of those um, flat kits where you put the goo in the tire and you pump it up and just kind of <laughs> do that kind of, you know, that emergency business where you have to basically yeah. condemn the tire. I'm pretty yeah. sure he didn't have one of those either. So... um got nothing. Yeah. He was... Uh, for the, the, the purpose of his stereo system, which he was quite proud of, and that <laughs> sub in the back, he um he was willing to forego you know just being able to change your car tire in an emergency, which 
in hindsight, I think I can't respect that kind of a mod. No. Well, well for me, with, with, with the sub I've got in the laser, which, which I've had since, well, forever, really, it only takes like, it, it doesn't take half the boot space. It's probably a quarter of the boot space. But the good thing about that car, it's got, I can just put down the, put down the, um, the seats and, you know, I've got heaps of space anyway. And, and I've had, I've had that car full of tires and wheels and stuff before with the sub in there and it still works. But if I needed to make more space, it's like two wires and just pull off the sub and then the subs out and cause the amps hidden away, which is, which is, which makes life a lot easier. So I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, I know another guy that had a, that had a skyline. I won't name names. Uh, but Scotty. he had, Scotty sorry? Scotty? No, it wasn't Scotty. Um, okay. It was a four-door 34. Um, I had one. <laughs> oh, four-door 34, eh? Was it automatic? It was with automatic. The, with, the, I think, the Neo engine or whatever? Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. the one. Non-turbo. Um, anyway, he's... Of course, of course. Uh, he had a sub that had, like, really sharp edges on the... Um, on the... Did his name run with oh. Prickle? Sorry? <laughs> Did yes. his name run with Prickle? Yes. Okay. Um, and basically, he'd go around corners, and he never mounted the sub probably, so he'd just whack into the back panels of the car. <laughs> and the the rear quarters, I remember looking at him, I'm like, what the hell have you done to the car? Um, and he's like, I was like, oh, it's a sub. I'm like, what, what do you mean the sub? And he opened the boot, and the subs all moved around. Like he, the, the rear quarters were dented from where the sub had hit the, hit the walls the of the car. Side. Oh my um, god! So, oh, like, yeah, nah, nah that's. Yeah, nah. Yeah, if nah. it makes you feel any better, that car was absolutely trash when he let it go. Oh no, it was. It was. It was done. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think there was like several things wrong with it, including involving the gearbox and drive line. Yeah, um, that, as he no. as he told me, he currently drives a, a red SS. And his yeah, name yeah. rhymes with prickle. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, like a, a good sound system, like even, even an old car, like for example, in my, in my old Merc and stuff, I've got, I've got a, uh, uh, a Bluetooth Luca! and it, I, I think that works well. We are joined by Luca. Hello. 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 Baby. Hello. <laughs> Sorry for the late arrival. Late. It's <laughs> like the end of the show, Luca. Not a problem, we're just, Emily. We're just wrapping up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What else do you guys think that are acceptable mods and not acceptable ones today? Well, ask Luca. He's got a very modified vehicle. What's acceptable, Luca? Um, a big fat exhaust. Yes. Your w- I don't know. What is acceptable for you? Anything that actually makes your car go faster. Well... Your Ford, as in you got a few Fords, but your um, newer Ford, the Fat Gut Ranger, the F, not that one, the FG, <laughs> the Fat Gut. Yes, yes, yes. That's got a lot of. Well, yes, yes, and no. There's a lot more that can be done. Really? I'm only halfway, Edward. Oh Jesus! How many kilowatts do you want? Six hundred. You want six hundred? I want six hundred. Yeah, that's my. Aim. Got for what's it? Four eighty or something now? Four hundred. It's only two thirds of the way there. Yeah, so, and now this is the hard bit. This is where it's you got to spend big to go big, my friend. Luca, the car can already be wrapped around a pole with stock power. Alan, you already, what the you already hell? Four, you already have four hundred. I think you should quit while you're ahead, my friend. Well, I'm not ahead. I'm behind the HSVs. <laughs> They're beating you. 
That's right. No, I haven't lost to one yet, but there is some fast ones out there. <laughs> What's the zero to 100 currently on your car? Well, if the wheel stops spinning, then reasonable. Yeah, it's hard It's hard because the wheel spins like a mad dog. But so in a perfect world, if I, had, if I had good tyres on it, I reckon, what do you reckon, Matt? Under four? Be pretty close to it. So mm. you put 600 kilowatts into that. What is it then? Still the same because the wheels probably the same because the wheel spins. <laughs> it probably works. Probably works. <laughs> it's no. It's more. He, he the, becomes a roll racing car from that point. Yeah, that's I right. mean, he's already a roll racing car uh, in Mexico, but uh, then it's definitely a roll racing car. Well, well, no, not true because the PCM Tech, Alan, um, they've actually made a proper working launch control with use your cruise control buttons. Yeah, ah. and yes, Blue Power is actually uh, doing some tests as we not as we speak right now, but during the day they are fabricating a proper launch control system. But currently, like, what what would this be limiting? Would it be boost by gear style system, or would it be something else? Well, like some that waste waste your clutch. Got, so after like ten launches, you got to get a new clutch. No, no, they're. Look, they said to me they're only doing it on cars that have the whole rear end um, enforced, so to say. But, yeah, it is. I guess it's a boost by gear. Like, first gear won't be um, as strong. But they're just trying to work out a way to kind of, I guess it's like an anti-lag start. Mm. So, But having said that, the GT335, which our uncle has, that's an automatic... And the launch control from FPV works a treat on that car. Like it just grips and goes. There's no wheel spin. And that's 335 kilowatts from factory at, at the engine, of course. But still. You know what surprised me? That night in Mexico when we took your, your F6 out, Luke, um, it was from a dig. Surprise, it, it had a little bit of wheel spin, then it hooked, and then a bit of wheel spin at the second, then it hooked, and it was... Yeah. It was quick. So a good friend of ours, James, with his, he's got, I think, 450 on a similar car. And uh, he's, he's running uh, street slicks, and the thing doesn't wheel spin at all. Mm. Mm. You so, need a schnick. You need good tyres. It helps a lot. Or an all wheel drive system. Somewhere. Well, <laughs> I don't have that much money. <laughs> can you do that on, a, on, a, on an FG? Can you all wheel drive it? It's been done. Been done, it, yeah. G6E auto, wasn't it? Yeah, the, they took the um the transmission out of a territory turbo and popped it in one of those. Oh yeah, territory. Yeah. You should have kept your dad's old territory, ripped the old one. <laughs> drop, drop the turbo there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think also like with um with with body mods and stuff. Like again, I saw that really clean Supra that came into work, and it, all it had was. Uh, it was a really nice set of wheels. Um, the right suspension had had a, had a good set of coilovers. Um, then I think it had a front mount and a, and a few other like little little boosty uh, boosty boy, uh, spoolie boy hashtag uh, donut media things. And then it, it it was probably the nicest super I've ever seen. And it was like super clean. Like it, it didn't have any any bullshit on it. Didn't even have a body kit. It just had just had nice wheels and and um, 
and uh, and and it, and it was the lowered stance, but it wasn't dumped on its ass. It was just lowered by by a touch, and it and it looked it looked phenomenal. Like it looked it looked awesome. So I think that for me, I, I'm 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 happy with that because like, I think the days of big body kits and and um, neons and unless you're unless your name's Adam buying Ward. buying a stock eighty six and putting a rocket bunny kit on it and doing yeah. the aftermarket taillights and thinking you're hot shit is not acceptable. Is that what you're saying, Maddie? Yeah, well, no, I, I mean, it's it not it's not that it's not acceptable. I just think it's not as uh, prevalent anymore. I mean, like the whole Rocker Bunny, you know, Liberty Walk, all that stuff. I think it's kind of um, it had its moment, personally. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not for that. Right, like, what I, about what about a Valside RX7 then? I do like the Valside RX7. Actually, actually, looks good, but it's. Oh, it's, get out of here, Scotty! Get out of here! Oh, what about too, what about the Lancers? Valside suck. All right, everything Valside is trash. All this shit. Bumper looks the same as trash. You take what what about the old Lancers that everyone used to put the body kits on? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the droid kit or something, I think. Yeah. I'll tell the lights. I'll tell the lights. Blue, that blue color. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what, though? Um, I, st- I still think like a, an, an FD RX7, with like, a, like a Series 2 or even a, like a Spirit R, is probably, it's, it's a gorgeous looking car. Like You don't have to even touch that car, and, 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 they, and they look good. But I remember I was having this chat with somebody, and he's like, "Well, what do you what do you think about RWB? That guy that you know that does all that Porsche work, like takes original uh, yes. air cooled Porsches, mm. just cuts them up and puts massive massive wheel arches and big wheels under them and stuff." And he's he's come to Australia and done a few, and like he's had like that many, he's had super amounts of followers coming and looking at and like being in awe at, at the way he works, which is which is like it is an art. Ralph Welch Begriff. That's the one. Or rough world built, I think, is what the kids say it in English. Um, he's quite popular, but for me, like I, it, I mean, it's it's it doesn't interest me. It's not my it's not my um, not my kind of cup of tea. But what about can, sorry WRX with the arches that we know of? <laughs> well, that looks good because he because he's got wheels that need to put four hundred and fifty odd kilowatts down to the ground. But, that, but that's a different. But like with an old Porsche like that, I think because it's such an iconic shape, it, it's you know like it, it makes them look. I mean, they're they're quite a they're quite a fat and wide car as it is. It makes them even more fatter and more wider. Um, mm. I prefer those. I prefer those body kits and, and stuff that he does over like a rocker bunny kit and stuff like that. I think he's I think his ones are more um, well. He, he makes them unique for each car, so I think they they fit better and they're more tailor made in, in that instance. But, but there, there's um, there's a weird kind of cultiness about uh, it's Akira Nakai, he does RWB he's like, he's the main man they say Nakai-san, he comes in he drinks coke out of glass bottles only um, and he's got a set of uh, harbour uh, harbor freight tools that he works on cars with yep. it's, it's a weird culty thing that they always do, like he obviously has certain bases that he comes and uh, you, you have to invite him in and he comes and he works at certain workshops on your car, you can allow people to come in and take photos and other stuff um, but like you have to kind of like get their app and then I think deposit like $50,000 just to get your foot in the door. And then you have to wait for him to kind of have a booking time. Wow. RWB is like this weird cult business that I like, it looks cool. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing behind it, I'm just like, eh, feels like a rich man's game. I didn't know that it was like, you have to pay him just to like, just to even make an appearance like that. That's insane. Like it, the 50 grand also includes, the work, some of it at least, not the wheels, not the suspension. There's things excluded. I, I watched a whole video on it. But like, you have to basically put the money in just to have a booking. You have to have like everything up front ready to go, and then wait and wait and just, and then it'll get around to you. 
It's um, it's like I guess the man's being treated like a bit of a rock star, which yeah, I mean he makes good looking cars, but each their own, I guess. I mean, fifty grand on an already well, how much are equal Porsches now, Edward? Like they're 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 pushing a hundred grand, I suppose. Um, more. Yeah, so it's a lot of low two hundreds, depending on. Does one of his kits add value? I don't think it would, to be honest with you. For for people that are part of that. Uh, RWB kind of gang, yes, but for the wider kind of, yeah, I'd say Porsche audience, I'd say no. Given yeah. how how much sticklers they are for that their originality. Originality. That's a fat Rex. He's very fat. Why does it lean to the side? Is that on airbag or something? No, just my phone. <laughs> that well, is I've... very wide. Hold on. I have been in that car personally. It is freaking like? terrifying. It is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Very, what have they done very, to that in terms uh, of engine mods? So that's had a full build at Got It Rex. Um, they essentially rebuilt the motor um, just to bonkers spec. It's on E85. It's 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 insane that car. Um, and I remember going in it. Uh, it, it does look good. It's it's got it's got a turbo off out of my out of my car, believe it or not, in it, um, out of a out of an F6 in it. So it's 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 an animal. Like it's if you want just all wheel drive, just brutality. That's that's a car you you you, you go for a ride in. But again, that's that's a mega bucks nice deal. Car you've ever been in? I'd say that one would be yeah. That's mm. I've been in some fast cars, but that thing was just the look at that Lucas car. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Even off the line, it holds its traction. <laughs> yeah, it's drive. I think I think that car. Um, the reason why it's so far, I mean, there's a lot of lag, but once it comes on, it just it's violent. Like I've I've never felt a car that as violent as that before. It just you, you have to agree, like yeah, it's just so it's yeah, just brutal. When crazy. It comes to boost. Um, yeah. so monster. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely is. I, I remember in Mexico we were. He's like he's like you ready? I'm like yeah yeah let, let's go. And then he puts his foot down, and the thing just. This was at like 80 k's an hour. It just just took off like nothing I've ever been in the in before. It was just it's it scared it scared the shit out of me. It was it was insane. Um, but yeah, that's what power to weight ratios do and and all and all and all the likes. So have we kind of what other things do we do we want to discuss that are kind of accepted and not accepted anymore? Got one more quick one. Yeah. Do you remember the whole fad where people got those little LED lights and put them on your washer nozzle on the front of the car? <laughs> Remember that trend? Remember that. Oh, you remember that still happens in the northern suburbs, Scott. <laughs> Seen it for ages. Like no one does it in summary. Well, there's like a, a set couple of cars here in Roxy, um, and I'm pretty sure one of them's like a Corolla or something. Are you, um, are you back, Alan? Yes, I've been back. And you for still don't have a webcam? No, I got a webcam. I just haven't turned it on. I'm not feeling it oh, today. He's naked. The yeah. FBI. The FBI is watching. I, qu- I quickly turned off my only fans. What are you wearing, Alan? Oh, just just a lovely robe that was gifted to me one from one of my OnlyFans. If we guess what you're wearing and we actually guess it right, will you turn the camera on? Done. But you get one guess each. Okay, go. Luca, go. Um, a red thong. <laughs> <laughs> Close but no cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday suit. Uh, nope. Too cold for that. I reckon um, a full a full Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> you, you're going somewhere with that, Scotty. 
Um, I'm going to go a hoodie, a plain old hoodie and uh, shorts. Oh, close. I'm just wearing my gym shirt and my uh, basketball shorts. So I was gym just on me. shirt. Have a listen to him. <laughs> oh, it's, hey, hey. No one can go to the gym anymore. Disrespect him. Oh, let me, let, me, let me turn on this, uh, that there video. Uh, hey! see that, that, that universal gym, bruh. Universal. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you might wear the shirt, but you You know got that saying, from when you went to one of those um, gym... Like an open, open day. day. Give it <laughs> no, it's, it's it, my 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 actual gym. Well, it's closed now. Um, yeah, it's called Universal Gym. It, it this this is still one of the old shirts because it says twenty four hours. It's actually a twenty two hour gym. There's all advertising <laughs> going on here. Um, Are they close for two hours? Uh, yeah, for cleaning. And uh, that's usually when the the druggies would come in. It's like the, one of the most steroid riddled gyms uh, around. <laughs> it is here or in Canberra. This no, gym. this is here. He, he it's obviously here. Northern suburbs in Somerton. <laughs> Northern suburbs. <laughs> um, but no, I was just on the uh, the cross trainer because obviously we can't go to gyms anymore. Trying to get a bit healthier. Do some have you cardio. Got a cross trainer? Have you got a personal cross trainer? Yes, yes. Impressive. It, but it wasn't that expensive. It was like nine hundred bucks. Do you still aspire? Oh, really? to, do you still aspire to um to get those potato cakes when when the when the life goes back to normal? <laughs> uh, I'll have to get one. Trying to be healthy, like I said. Or I'll get I got an air fryer now, so I just like put one in there oh, and like the best. Yeah. Hash browns in there, bacon and eggs Sunday morning, four hash browns Ooh. from front to bag. Yummy. Yummy. But one thing I gotta do is once lockdown's out, go out and drive and go to like a kebab shop in a group. Just as a you know. Well the local's still open. I had a kebab the other night. Yeah. But we'll we'll get done. It's like sixteen hundred dollars now. Can't even go out. Pretty soon, Luca, you're not going to be essential anymore. And then you're going to be just like us. Well, I think that's incorrect because oh, we're at the point now of masks where they're trying to avoid a total shutdown. Unless the numbers go up to 1,000 a day, no, we're not getting shut down, baby, yeah. If the numbers go up to 1,000 a day, I think we should just take the risk, get everyone infected, and then get it over with. Well, that's what I think. Sweden... That's not my medical opinion. That's just my, like, Elm's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> What country did that? And they said, you know what? Fuck Sweden. it. Sweden. Sweden, Sweden yeah. did that. And yeah, they're all asleep. They're 5% death rate. 5% of people are dead in Sweden. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's 5%? You when know, every, more people are dying from country like 1%, they're at 5%. No, 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 no. Well, look at them now. They're flying. And their cemeteries would be packed. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like it'd be, it'd be a good time to be part of the funeral business. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. The government actually invested in coffins before this all happened over there. <laughs> I'm um, I have some news about vaccines, so maybe it's uh, it's a bit sucky. Like I said, just um, while we were, you know, finally trying to get out and get about, trying to plan a drive or something. Yeah, just uh, well, I heard a conspiracy theory that the vaccines come and are just full of sugary water. Uh, because COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> you sound like oh, my dad. Oh, the, the, government, the, the government's behind it. They're trying to make money off vaccines. I don't think and, the government's behind it because that would require all the governments around the world to get in on it. And they're not that the, well. the, the amount of cooperation Russia. that this kind of thing requires doesn't yeah. exist in the world. But no. like when you throw down conspiracy theories... Uh, Russia uh, was trying to steal intel from England. 
so they could get the vaccine and sell it to the whole world. Now, you tell me who's trying to make money here. It's always someone trying to make money. Well, we're going to go to our last break and then we'll be back right after this for the quiz. Good, Scotty. Scotty's zero uh, last Welcome week. back. He didn't come on tonight. Scotty's gone to go get his tinfoil <laughs> hat because we're in conspiracy zone right now. Um, it's 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 the five G. It's it's uh it's the Carolina virus. Um, it's all of all of in between. So have you seen the latest? Bill Gates. Bank, I think though? he's a big one. Bill, Bill Gates <laughs> is uh, taking a lot of blame. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, did you did you guys see the latest sushi mango? Um, I think you saw it. Tyrone might have shared it. It was very funny. Yes, I, I did. It was it was quite good. They're they're actually they're, they're pretty funny. Those guys. What about Ghislaine Maxwell? Whatever her bloody name is. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was uh, um, Mr. Epstein's name. Jeffrey Epstein's, Epstein's uh, partner in crime. Oh, yeah, she's quite wealthy, isn't she? She got she got moved apparently. They're preparing one for her. to another to avoid assassins. The other day, they pre- what assassins? They take her out. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, they uh, moved her to a different cell because someone's trying to knock her off because she knows too much. Anyway, this is a whole conspiracy. We should do a conspiracy show because I love this shit. <laughs> Epstein. It is good, actually. I like. Have, have you have you actually seen the Epstein thing on Netflix? Well, I've watched it yet. Watch it. it. I've watched some of Watch it. Watch it. He's a sicko. Anyway, long story short, he got to prison in the end and um, he obviously knew a lot of information. And for whatever reason, all the cameras stopped in the prison, the guards fell asleep and he magically died. Several checks that were supposed to be in place failed that night and mm. it seems far too convenient to all be a coincidence. I agree with... I don't, I'm not usually a, um, coincident, uh, sorry, a conspiracy man because I like to think... Usually, if there's an easy explanation that generally is greed and motivation, that's usually where I'll go for. But in this case, it seems very much like a conspiracy. And I so watch watch this space with Gislaine, Gislaine, whatever bloody name is. Also, we're we're all now on a watch list thanks to this. So, well, I yeah, that's exactly. Well, I, I saw today on on um one of the things that like I think the judge that's doing for the case is under like house um, security by the police because they're, they're afraid he's going to get knocked off yeah it's mate, this shit is happening it's not a joke anyway if you get a chance watch the Epstein thing on Netflix it's very interesting alright well I think it is time for the car quiz but before we get to that have we kind of def- right. defined like what's okay and what's not okay or is, is there anything else we want right. to we, we, we've got some guidelines one if you're actually increasing the performance of the car that is usually quite acceptable. Okay. Two, if there is utility to be had, Ed, that includes tinting. Um, <laughs> but there's, if there's general utility to be had, like particularly with the the four x four stuff, with it, like in you know, ARB and stuff. Um, That's okay. okay. I mean, just having like a bunch of LED light bars just for the sake of it, and you don't even go into the bush, then you're just being an asshole. No um, but you know, for utility, yeah, acceptable. Um, and those are the general, I think, initial guidelines. Apart from that. As long as you're not hurting anybody or making too much noise, it's uh, it's all right. No LED lights, Adam Ward, on your trailer. That doesn't work. <laughs> you know, Seriously. you'll be listening. Seriously. He knows. All right, car quiz time. No, let's go. I've got to get one point. That's my... I've got to beat last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last week, you were pretty poor. 
Um, was, that's because it was all silly questions that I don't know. Wait, what, what was the answer? What was the answer? The VL... HDD director. Oh, director. The director. The director. <laughs> <laughs> there better not be any holding questions tonight. Yeah, there better not be one. Nothing oh. involving a VL turbo. Well, nothing involving a VL, but there is some holding questions in there. Oh, um, here we go. So, car quiz. They, you guys use your name as your buzzers. It's, it's the best out of 10 questions. Whoever gets the most right wins. Question one. <laughs> what car company had the gypsy version of its car? Alan. Oh, I know that. Alan. Um, he's yeah. on Google. I don't know the answer. A gypsy version, eh? It was called the gypsy. Yep. Go uh, uh, I'm going to say Mercedes Benz. Incorrect. Damn it. Um, Volkswagen. Incorrect, Luke. Oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. God damn it. I think it was. Uh, uh, oh no, I'm I'm thinking of an Austin Champ four wheel drive from the '60s, and I think there might have been an old four wheel drive called a Gypsy, but I don't know who who it was. Well, it's definitely not an Austin. <laughs> is it? A, is it a four wheel drive like no, a Jeep style vehicle? Hey, can't be giving away that much information. Sorry, sorry, I don't know. I'm out then. I'm out. Gypsy. Oh, I'll take a more <laughs> I'll say Mitsubishi. Incorrect. It was. A I knew Holden, I should have said Suzuki. It was a Holden Gemini. Believe it or not. Uh, that, that is that is a lie. Thank you very much. There's oh, also Gemini the Gypsy. Maruti Gypsy, which is um, a, uh, basically a Suzuki. Get off Google, Alan. I'm just saying. I'm just Google, saying. Alan. I'm just saying. There was hey, everyone answers. should have their hands in the air when we do it. Uh, yes. Hey, hey, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Subaru had a two-door coupe in the mid-80s to early 90s. What was it called? Ed. Ed. That was the Vortex. It was called the Vortex. Well done. You're on the One board, point. mate. Hey, hey, so, guys, round of applause for Edward. He's on the board. On the board. On the board. <laughs> you can sit out for the rest of the game now, Ed. <laughs> you you okay. don't, Edward. <laughs> That's it for me. Question three. What was the car that succeeded it called? Scott. Scott. Was it the SVX? It was the SVX. Well done. Question yeah. four. In America, Nissan offered the 240SX, we and but yet we had the 180 slash 200. Why was theirs called the 240SX? Scott. Scott. Because it had 2.4 liter in it. It did. Yes, correct. No SR20s there, people. Um, <laughs> question five: The Mercedes R-Class was built where? Ed. Ed. Ah, uh, that's a US built car. It is. Well done, Alabama, USA. What well on Ed? Mm. Alabama. 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 And they don't know how to screw things together real good. And that's why if you have <laughs> our class, it is not a good thing. You don't want that. America. As um, this guy I work with has an R class that he bought. He actually bought it with 30,000 Ks on it really cheap. And um, like 14 grand or something like that. Like real cheap. He loves a low mileage Benz, but not a good Benz. So he's got the R class. <laughs> he texted me the other day. He's found the Gen 1 ML, the US built shit heap, yeah. um, with like 47,000 K on it. He goes, Ed, Ed, what do you think? What do you think? I said, I think you'd own two of the worst Benzes ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I said, I know they're low mileage, but they are not good cars. They are not good cars. Anyway, sideline. Question six. With the R class, they did an AMG version of it. What was it called? <sighs> 
Incest. <laughs> Ed. Incorrect. Ed. Was it the like R like an R three fifty? Incorrect. Mm. Silence. You guys what are thinking too hard. Uh, Alan and Scott have still got the chance. All right, Alan. If we Alan. are one, two, four. No, incorrect. He's on Google. <laughs> oh no, my hands are empty. You <laughs> are on Google. I'm not on Google. I didn't hear the right answer. Well, what about an R sixty three? You are correct, Scotty. We That's are bullshit, Scotty. Google. See, they did G. So they they had the same six point three. ML sixty three, maybe. Yeah, they had the same 6.2 litre as you got in the C63 AMG in that car. Apparently, it was a freaking rocket ship. Question seven. What, when did Honda first start production of the Prelude? Ed. Ed. The first Prelude was produced in the late 70s. I'm going to go 79. Incorrect. Alan. Alan. I'm going to say... 84. Luca. Incorrect, Luca. 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 What did you guess, Ed? 79? 79. Guess 78. It was 78. Well done. (laughs) 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 Um, Question eight. When did they end production of the Prelude? Ed. Ed. The last Prelude. I'll get this wrong again. Every time there's one with a year, I get it wrong. (laughs) You're always Um, like a year or two off. I'm always one year out. The last Prelude was that nice Jaguar XJ taillight looking thing. I reckon it rolled off the line in 1997. Incorrect. Alan. Alan. 98. Incorrect. Luca. Luca. 99. Incorrect. Shit. Stop. Oh no, hang on. There was a prelude after the one I'm thinking. Shit. There was. There was a there new was. prelude. It's got to be early 2000s. Uh, 2002. Incorrect. 2001. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one that they did. I forgot about an entire generation of prelude there. When I say I own an AP2, what is that? Alum. Alum. S2000. It is an S2000, whatever. Alum's on the board. Yeah, I'm on the board. Oh, that's yeah. all I wanted. I could die happily. <laughs> and boy. So, score check. Alum one, Luca one, Ed two, Scotty leading on three. Ed can tie it up. The rest of you guys are losers currently. Um, question 10. The Pontiac Aztec was made famous in what TV series? Alum. Alum. Breaking Bad. <sighs> Breaking Bad, it was. Well done. That's all right. So, <laughs> so the winner of tonight's and uh, car quiz and bragging rights is Scotty Doe. Well done, Scott. I'm not even last this time. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, well Ooh, done, well done. Something <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> well, Matt's... <laughs> Ed's laughing. He's lost it now. Matt's, Matt, Matt's trying to do a podcast. Luke is just burping through the. Whole thing. <laughs> I, I had some Arab food for dinner. I'm a bit gassy. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are not dissimilar. I like it. Um, like and share our Facebook page, Car Talk, TYQ, with Money J. If you missed any of your previous episodes, they're up on Chat Engine, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting app. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. Um, if you know anyone that's got a brand new STI, please let, notify the show and we'll notify Alan because he needs one. 
Uh, Zell I'm looking for a brand spanking STI. No one wants to sell me a brand spanking new STI. Why? Luca? Because. Um, I don't know. Marbo, I, maybe I just sound too shifty over the phone. I'm willing to pay, but... I, what what I, about the GT335, Alum? Nah. It'd be worth yeah. a lot more, and you'll get your money back. Yeah. Yeah. You do like a V8? I do. But I'm going to daily this car, so I think an STI might be better. Even though it's not a very smart idea, even dailying an STI, but I think it'd be better than a, a GT for daily. What are you going to do with your WRX? Uh, I'll most likely give it to my brother-in-law. Mm. So he can have like a... Not sell. Track that car. Track that car. Are you going to yeah, sell it? Or no, no, it? it'd be gifted. What if What yeah, if I can be your brother-in-law? <laughs> It would be a tough ask, considering I don't have any siblings to marry. But... Oh, shit. Remember uh, how we best friends, Alan? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we did win that race that one time. To, yeah, uh, we're best yeah. friends. You did. Yeah. Well, once COVID's over, we're going to do another car to car race, which will be fun. Um, yeah, for sure. That, 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 was a, that was a good bit of fun. Alan, uh, give Sunrise Arcade a plug. Uh, check out Sunrise Arcade on Shout Engine, iTunes, and Facebook uh, for all your gaming news, even though we haven't done a show in ages. Just remember, I blame Jake entirely for that. <laughs> even though it's not, <laughs> it's not his fault, but I blame him entirely. Um, and with me, check out our merch uh, on our Teespring store, links on our Facebook page, and on Teespring, just type in Car Talk Store. You'll see all our latest designs up on there. Um, contact me if you, want, if you want a personalized one done. We're doing that as well. I just did a lovely RX-7 on the weekend and I finished Edward's uh, Honda City Desk and mm, Moto Compo. Right. Love so, it. So what about a... if, if I'm ever successful in purchasing a new STI, Maddie, you can do an STI for me. Oh, there we go. Very good. I've got to do your 31. Yeah, I've got to get a good picture of it. What about, what, what about a Pajero, the new one? So you're going to have to get an A3 frame to get those taillights in. <laughs> I'm not one of those ones. I do my one, Matty. Do a cop one. Copper Jealous. Yeah, Copper Jero. Do that. I'll send you a photo of the model. For the horse foot in the back. You should do a, um old Mercedes with tinted windows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> While we're at it, just throw fuzzy dice in the windshield as well. Just, yeah. yeah. Hey, I've got floppy dice. You guys have been bagging on my cars all day. It's good. <laughs> um, no, thanks for joining in, guys. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Hey, Bye. See ya. See ya.